Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rhoda, and I will be your host. And with me, I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father? Real good. Thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, you had a ho- hopefully you had a nice vacation last week. Yeah, it was good. It was good to be with my family, and uh, you know, it's, uh, during the pandemic, I hadn't really spent much quality time with them. I think I mentioned this in my bulletin column for this coming weekend. I haven't really spent much time with them uh, since Christmas. So it's the first time that I was with my all my siblings and my nephews and my parents all together since then, and certainly first time since I spent a good quality time with them. So. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 huge. I think, especially during these times, to yeah. to have that good quality time when good quality time is hard to come by. Also, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Good. Well, you know, good to have you back. Yeah, it was uh, back. it was really quiet last week. Well, I guess that's all right. Yeah, it's okay to have a quiet week now and then. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. It it, it wasn't bad, but it was, it was just like there was a couple of days where it was just me for most of the day, and I was like, All right, <laughs> sure. so, yeah, nice yeah. and quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, would you open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, we come to you today. We give you thanks for all the blessings that you bestow on us. We ask your blessing on our parish, on our parishioners. Uh, we ask you to, to guide us and uh, to lead us closer to your Son. Pray in a special way for those who will be confirmed this Wednesday and next Wednesday. And for any parishioners in our parish who are sick or in need of assistance anyway, Lord, we just ask that you would help them and aid them in their need. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. And Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Um, well, what, is, what what do we have going on this week in our parishes? Yeah, so I mentioned confirmations coming up. Mm-hmm. I think we have 24 students, I believe, who are getting confirmed. So these would have been the students that would have been confirmed this spring, typically. I don't know yeah. when St. Lawrence and Holy Family have done it, typically. But typically it's done in the spring or sometimes in the fall, depending on the parish. Um, so it's a little bit overdue. Um, but with COVID, things changed, so so we're trying to get it in here before the, uh, the beginning of the school year. So that's coming up, and um, also got my first round of finance councils. Exciting, exciting, mm, uh, fun times, yeah. Yeah. So there's each parish has a finance council. Even St. Joe's still has one. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's always a good thing to kind of get to know who some of your leaders are and and work with them, and um, yeah, so it's a part of parish life that a lot of people don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to or know much about because they don't see it. But that's something that we meet usually four or five times a year, I think, is kind of what is asked. Sometimes you have to meet more often if there's something going on. But, um, yeah, that's a part of the administration duties of, of the parish. So, yeah, what else? Uh, oh, the sisters. We mentioned the sisters are having, um, I think they were on the show last week. Yep, yep, and, they were. And I think they talked maybe a little bit about this. But um, so they have... Some sisters who are taking first vows and renewing their vows. Um, the Feast of the Queenship of Mary is on Saturday, so that is a significant day for them. So that's all happening this week for them. So we can pray for them. They'll be gone Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, yeah and uh, Sister Bernadette, Yes, the uh, one sister who will be joining us 
um, are joining the group. Um, I guess next week is when she'll be up here, but she yeah. has a white band right now. Yeah. And then uh, this Saturday, she'll get her black band. Black band. Big, big day. Yep, big day. Yeah. So pray for her and the other sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I so. forget how many. Is it five? Did they say? Um, yeah, five. So five uh, postulants are becoming, uh, or, or novices are they are becoming their first vow. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's a significant step. Yeah. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Daniel? Uh, today we are going to be talking about prayer. Prayer. Um, yeah, prayer, the importance of prayer, and and kind of like how we how we can take ownership of our prayer a little bit. Like, um, so c- kind of getting into that. I don't know. We'll see where we end up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think especially during uh, this time of COVID, and, you know, it's, it's important to, It's important to have a prayer life regardless. Mm-hmm. But I think now, and especially just how long we've been in it, it's, you know, it's people have probably established routines yeah. within their kind of COVID lifestyle because yeah. I, I really don't like the term new normal, but, um, <laughs> I don't either, <laughs> but, but I, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of become that. And, yeah. you know, God willing, there's going to be a, a, light, new, a, a newer a, normal. <laughs> yeah. 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 A Someday. newer normal. Um, but I mean, like it or not, I guess, you know, this is kind of the world that we have to live in yeah. for a little bit, um, at least. So I know like for me, it was kind of something where I was like, okay, yeah, we don't know how long this will be going, but it won't go on for like that long, you know? Yeah. And then so, and then I had some really good kind of routines and structures and then they kind of broke down and it was kind of like, okay, well, I mean, how long are we going to be like this for? And now it's like, okay, I mean, I mean, who knows? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so kind of taking a look at, okay, like, yeah, well, what does this, how do we, you know, build up prayer lives yeah. that are going to yeah. um, kind of be able to sustain us Right. Over, I mean, who knows how long? long yeah, well, I, I remember talking to somebody. Um, this is probably a few months ago, and the discussion was, um, you know, I don't like this new normal as as we've been calling it, or as, as it comes up sometimes, this new normal. But but I, what I want to do is to just say I'm 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 living now in whatever is and i'm not waiting for what is to be over like sometimes we do that in our lives whether it's with covid or a stage in life sometimes when we're younger we're like when i'm an adult or when i go out to college or when i graduate or you know or when i get that new job or you know we kind of look forward ahead and we look for some landmark thing that's going to things are going to be different and then i'll start living or then i'll start making decisions that are going to help me or then i'll start praying or then i'll you know that that sort of mentality can uh, it's sort of natural, I think, for us because we kind of look for these things up up ahead, and yet at the same time, I think it is a important thing to recognize. But I'm called to live as a Catholic now in this moment, in this time, in this COVID, in this whatever situation I'm in. So, what does that look like for me now? So, it's a balance, of course, you know, to to uh, look ahead and yet at the same time live in the current present. So, yeah. So, prayer is very important in all of that. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe throwing a softball out there for this one, but why, why would you say that prayer is important for us just as Christians? Yeah. Well, yeah. So prayer is sort of the foundation of our relationship with God, right? So I think 
when we think of a relationship with a person, it's sometimes easier for us to think of what does that look like? Like, how do we stay in touch with a friend? If we have someone who's a friend and they're their close friend, we would call them, we'd maybe hang out with them, we'd text with them, we'd email with them. Um, actually, most of my friends, I'm more inclined. I want to talk to them or see them in person. I don't really want to just text or email. Those are more like functional, like, hey, do you want to meet or do you want to whatever? So usually I want to be like in their presence some way. Um, and that's what I look for in a friendship with a human being. So in the same way with God, we need to have that like time when we spend with them and and and, and spend time with God. And so prayer is just that. And it's the foundation of that. Sometimes we make prayer into this thing of we kind of compartmentalize it like here's the prayer it's i say my prayer before bed or i say my prayer before um, my meal and those are good things those are important um but ultimately prayer is that relational aspect of our um of our faith so yeah yeah and i think that's something that i mean i guess i don't know why but it's kind of foreign a little bit for Catholics is this relational idea of yeah. prayer. And um, it's kind of, I, again, I guess I don't know why, but it like, even when I was kind of growing up and in college, I, when I didn't really know or I didn't maybe understand the idea of prayer or relationship with God, but we kind of, I'd hear about like, Oh, that's kind of like, like it's not just a Protestant thing. Yeah. And, and I guess I know I, never really had that um, view to yeah. start with, but I would hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes we get that vibe. Like, as Catholics, we go to Mass, we <laughs> pray the rosary, and might do a couple other things. Mm-hmm. But reading the Bible, we don't do that. Uh, prayer, like personal relationship with Jesus, we don't like talking about that. Or You know, sometimes you hear these things that aren't true, but like you say, there's sort of this mindset sometimes that yeah. kind of creeps in, like, well, that's not a Catholic thing to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, maybe that was just, you know, part of the church's kind of history that's like, you know, we just didn't teach that very well for yeah. a while. Yeah, I think and that's then, And then it just, you know, came out of fashion, and uh, we just kind of lost it for a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, maybe it's just one of those things. But it's something that, uh, I mean, definitely in the past, you know, in the history of the church, there's been people that have had great, you know, personal relationships with Jesus. So, um, so it's definitely not something that isn't part of the church's history or, or of the church's life. So I would, I would even go so far as to say it's necessary that we have a personal relationship with Jesus. What that looked like, what that looks like is going to be different for everyone, but that's something we should all be pursuing. And if we're content to leave Jesus kind of as a distant figure in our life, I would say that's a red flag, you know, yeah. of some misconception or something of what our faith is. So, Yeah. So maybe diving into it a little bit deeper, what, I guess maybe a, a twofold question, of like where do we start hmm. when it comes to our, our prayer life? Whether, you know, whether it's somebody who, you know, has kind of recently had a conversion or maybe lived most of their life in, when they think of prayer, they think of like, oh, I memorized the Our Father and Hail Mary and Glory Be when I was a kid. Hmm. And that's, which those are great prayers, but 
Um, but like, yeah, I guess where, where do we start? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, I think the question of where do we start kind of, uh, it's a good question, but it also kind of reflects back to where are we? <laughs> sure. You know, so kind of like you mentioned, if, if we're a beginner, we're just learning about God, the Catholic church, um, these things, the saints and so forth, uh, it's going to look different than if we've been pursuing this deep relationship for years. Hopefully it'll look different. Um, so wherever we are, we're, we're in the right place, right? There's not like, it's not like, oh, you're in the wrong spot. Or you, you have to go here first before you can go there. I mean, to some degree, wherever we are, we can begin, right? So I think, um, have you ever seen that demonstration? Sometimes people do this like as a time management thing. They'll have like a jar and they have like sand and little rocks and big rocks and water and they'll try to put it all in there and they'll say like, oh, you got to put the big rocks in there first. Otherwise, there's no space for the little rocks or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. You ever seen that yep. example or that... Uh, so it's it's kind of an example to try to help people say, get the big rocks, the big things in your life right, in the right place, the right order, and those other things can kind of fall into place or they'll fit. But if you try to put the big rocks in after you put the water and the sand and the little rocks in there, they won't fit because there's no room. So it all fits together. But So I would say prayer is a big rock. We need we need to put it in there first. Um, mass is a big rock. You, you need to be going to Mass having that part of your life, um, obviously under COVID, it's a little, that might look a little different for some people at, at this time. But um, so it's, where do we begin? I would say do those things, you know, hopefully we're going to some kind of regular confession like once a month or every few months or whatever seems appropriate for us. Um, that would be another thing, just having that open seeking of mercy as needed. Um, I think... Setting some time aside each day is is uh, is important. That is a place to begin too, and what that time, how much, how long, um, you know, we're sitting here in the in the parish library. I'm looking at Rediscovering Catholicism, which is a Matthew Kelly book, and I think he was a big advocate of like ten minutes a day. You know, it doesn't have to be just ten minutes a day. It could be five minutes a day, or it could be half hour. But I think you got to start somewhere and have some kind of consistency in it. And what does that prayer look like? Again, there's lots of ways you can fill your time of prayer, right? But it's got to be an intentional seeking of God. You're, you're intentionally setting that side of time to be with God. Um, so, yeah, I think beginning with that, trying to figure out what's, what seems appropriate, I would say if you're just starting, yeah, 10, 15 minutes is probably enough, you know? Um, maybe, and... and Reevaluate after a month, after six months, after a year, you know. Um, and sometimes you can kind of look more maybe at in terms of a week. Did I go to Mass this week? Did I pray every day? Uh, or maybe even a month? Did I go to Mass on the weekends? Did I pray every day? Did I go to confession once a month? You know, you can kind of start to look at it in some of those, do I have these big rocks in place? Yeah. Um, sometimes I think it's intimidating for people to start something like this because they can say, oh, I missed a day. Well, that's right. Start the next day. You know, sometimes the hardest day to pray is the day that day after we forgot to pray the day before. And so we can kind of say, oh, I tried this and it's not going to work for me or whatever. So finding a time, 
you know, I like the morning for myself. Some people are better at night. Some people mid midday or mid afternoon might work better. If you're a, a stay at home mom, maybe when the baby's napping or whatever, you know, like you might have to kind of have some flexibility a little bit. But I think having some consistent time that you're planning to pray is good. It doesn't always work. You know, something might happen. But um, yeah, I think that's important. Um, some people again don't know where to what like what do I do? Um, how do I? You just talk to God? Yeah, yeah. That's really. I think for beginners, especially, it's helpful to have something to read. Scripture is a great place. Sometimes a spiritual book, um, and and I think the goal of these things is to engage us in a conversation with God. So we read, not to finish the Bible, not to finish the book, not to finish the chapter or the verse even, but when something strikes us. So you would read a passage of scripture, uh, for instance, and if something registers in your brain, like oh, a question pops up or whatever. Okay, reflect on that. Why is that? Why is that um, interesting? Or what? What's what's there? So, you've maybe heard of lexio divina. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like pondering the word and praying with the word. That's a, a method of prayer. So I think it's helpful to have like a method or a sort of thing that you do, but don't be so tied to it that it becomes this rigid thing that I just do these things without rather engaging the Lord, which is the goal of these things. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know I have often struggled with and continue to, to, to struggle with the idea of, okay, well, I'm going to do this every day, whether it's like I'm going to pray rosary every day, where it's like, yeah, that's a good thing. But if I am just focused on finishing the rosary, it's like, yes, there's graces there and there's mm-hmm. good things that happen. But I yeah, just think more about like, okay, I have to do these things mm-hmm. or it's like, it should never, I guess, prayer for me should, it's like, it's like, it should never be like a have to do yeah. thing. It should box be, to check off. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, we, you know, we should do and, um, like we get to do and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but I know I'm, I really fall into this where it's like, yeah, I want to, um, you know, I want to, you know, pray a rosary on my way to the office and then I want to, you know, do the Divine Mercy Chaplet and then do this. But then sometimes, like, I'll get into it. And then after a while, I'm just like, I'm not actually, like, having a conversation with God with about any of this either, you know? I'm yeah. just yeah. saying the words, which, again, is good. But so, I don't I, I feel like it's like a yeah. it's like a cycle that I go through yeah. all the time. I, th- I think a lot of people struggle with that. I mean, I, I do that, too, at times, you know, when I'm praying the rosary or whatever, it's it can feel like just sort of this thing. I think one thing to keep in mind, I forget if it was Teresa of Avila or St. Therese of Lisieux, one of those mystical saints uh, was having, in prayer, was having a conversation with the Lord and was asking him, Lord, when is when is my prayer most efficacious? Or when, in a sense, when is it most pleasing to you? When I'm like in ecstasy and enjoying great mystical union with you or is it in the the dryness of like uh i don't feel anything and the lord told her that it's actually in those dry moments because we're going to the lord to be with him not because it pleases me not because it's helpful to to me but because i want to be with you lord so it's kind of a a, in a sense a raw um presentation of our desire to be with God when we don't get anything out of it. So the Lord wants to give us consolations and we will experience those at times, but at times we'll also experience the dryness 
and the monotony of prayer. And sometimes, yeah, I feel that way with the rosary. Sometimes it, it, it's like, oh, I just said all the words, but didn't even think about God at all. Yeah. And, and I can feel like, what's the point? You know, and that I think sometimes it can be a temptation. It's like, what's the point? I didn't get anything out of it. I went to Mass. I didn't get anything out of it. I went to, I did this prayer time. I didn't get anything out of it. And we can we can experience that that wall that we kind of run, run up against, and it can be discouraging for us because uh, we want to see what's the fruit, what what's good is this doing in my life, what practically is happening. And that's always a temptation that we're going to experience, and it's never going to be something that completely goes away. It's going to kind of ebb and flow. Um, so that's just something we have to recognize that's going to be part of it. Um, what's the, what could be an analogy? You know, um, gold mining, maybe? If you pan for gold, I don't know. You're, like, <laughs> looking for that thing. It's like all the time that you spend when you didn't get any gold dust or whatever comes into your little nuggets, uh, whatever comes in your gold pan, it's like those led up to you getting the, the times when it did come in, right? So uh, in a sense, you're not always going to get gold nuggets in your pan. You're not always going to get yeah. deep consolation in prayer, but it's kind of preparing your heart to encounter God in a deeper way when you have that fidelity to going to be with him in prayer. And I think if we think of it that way, this is a relationship I'm giving myself to you, Lord, um, versus I'm getting something out of this. I'm looking for something out of it for myself. I mean, we all are in some sense. We want to encounter God. We want to be in union with him. But uh, to, to not get discouraged when it's dry, I think, is important because we're all going to experience dryness in prayer. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I guess, I don't know if this quote is from scripture or I think Mother Teresa either said it or quoted it, but it was like, God doesn't require fruitfulness. He requires faithfulness or yes. something like that. God doesn't call us to be successful. He calls us to be faithful, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a very important uh, thing for us to understand when it comes to prayer, because it, prayer can so much off, so often seem like our effort, right? I'm, yeah. I'm doing prayer right now. I'm I am making prayer. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, you know, from from God's perspective, like nothing happens unless He allows it or wills it, right? So yeah. I can I can go and and pray really hard. Yes, Lord, I, I'm praying really hard for whatever I'm talking to a lot. But unless God wills to respond to me or give me a consolation of prayer, it's not going to happen. So I can't make prayer happen in that sense. I can't make God communicate himself to me. But I'm what we're, when we're going to prayer, what we are basically doing is saying, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm available to you. If you want to make yourself known to me, if you want to commune with me, I'm here with, with you and I'm, I'm willing to, to listen and be open to you. So that's basically what, what we're doing in prayer is saying we are available. Um, hmm. You could look at that. Uh, there, there could be some analogies, but I don't know if it's appropriate for children here. But um, anyway, I think just that radical availability is something that we're called to in prayer, and that's why at times it's going to be awesome, and at other times it's going to be so so, and other times it's gonna feel like I'm, I'm talking to a wall. So yeah, 
Yeah, that reminds me of one of the one of the best things that a priest ever told me about prayer was uh, he told me that I'm not the judge of my prayer mm-hmm. because he'd like ask me how he's like how well how is you know prayer going or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's going good. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> And he told me you like you you're not you're not one to like you you're not the judge of your prayer. So, because I think it's so easy to be like, oh, that was like a really good like time in adoration, or like, uh, you know, that that could have gone better. Mm-hmm. It's like no, like like God like God's the judge of your prayer, not you. Mm. Which I was like really freeing for me. Sure. Because be like, oh, like am, am I doing it good? Like am I am I. You know, <laughs> am I praying good? Yes. You know, I just, am I doing a good job, Lord? Yeah, and so it's like you know, it was so easy to like think about that, or like instantly when I was like done, be like, oh, well, was that good? What what can I do better? You know, I was just like mm-hmm. thinking in my head, or or if I was just really distracted, be like, oh well, I just wasted an hour. Yeah. You know, where, where where it's just like, no, you didn't. Yeah. You know, you were you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think fidelity is more important than what we experience in the prayer, even though it seems so backwards to think that, or because we, we want to meet God, or we want to have the feeling of prayer, right? The emotion of prayer being good. And, um, but just like love is a choice with people, it's also a choice with God. And, and uh, part of faith is trusting that God is going to use even the dry times, the times when we feel like we weren't doing a good job or we were distracted or whatever god is going to use all of that for his glory and for uh, our growth in the spiritual life so yeah prayer is the window into the spiritual journey and if we don't pray um there's no encounter it's, it's it's impossible for god to to speak to us to draw us outside of some miraculous um paul of tarsus moment where where God reveals himself physically present to us, um, which he could do, could choose to do that, but most of the time he doesn't. Um, so it's 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 a choice that we have to avail ourselves of time with God in prayer. So so important that we do that. Yeah. Well, I think maybe the last question that I have, or prompt for you at least, is... Um, how I, I still I still don't know how, how to word this, but mm-hmm. so how do we find uh, maybe the way that we best pray? Because mm-hmm. I guess, for, like from my understanding, I mean, everybody has you know on a human level their own strengths and strengths and weaknesses, and on a spiritual level they have their charisms. Yeah. And so, like with that, everyone has. A different spirituality yeah. or you know um so so how do we kind of what's a good way for people to explore that and find maybe what works best for them because first of all for some person you know going and doing Lexio Divina is really gonna help them to grow in the relationship with God where other people they might not you know even just like their brain might not, not be wired that way you know and they need something that's maybe more um you know more like visual or maybe they need something more like just factual or, you know, mm-hmm. how it is. Cause mm-hmm. you know, everyone, you know, the whole human race is so different. Yeah. Um, so how, how do we kind of find, find that? Sure. Yeah. I think this is a great 
uh, question to ponder for every single person. Um, yeah, I would start maybe by just saying, you know, if you've ever gone on a date or thought about going on a date, if you haven't ever gone on one, okay, that's fine. But what would you do? How would you, what would you plan for a date with another person? Like if you went on a date with a, a gal or a gal went on a date with a guy or even just a friendship, like I'm going to go, we're going to go do something. What would you propose? Like, you know, some people would just say, we're going to go watch a movie. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to go to eat. You know, that'd be like maybe a classic thing back in the day that people would do. I don't know if people do that anymore, but we're going to go watch Netflix or I don't know. Uh, or you might go for a walk or a bike ride or um, do some activity. And there might, you know, might, you might bomb. Like you might say, oh, this is going to be great. And then you do it with the person and they're like, this is the worst. Like, I never want to do this again. And you're like, shoot, I thought this was going to be fun. You know, so it's kind of that way, I think, with God. You know, everything, obviously God, everything's going to work for God. But for us, we might experience sometimes like, that doesn't really work. Because you'll run into people who they've found the thing that works for them, or at least it's working for them right now. And they will say, you have to do this. This yeah. is the way. This is everything. Like, if you do this, you are going to be a mystic in no time, you know. And you're like, yeah, th I, I totally believe you. And then you try it and it's like, what? If this is it, I, I don't want any part of this. You know, yeah. so yeah. sometimes we have that experience. And so I think we have to give ourselves per permission to experiment a little bit, try to some different things. Um, there's a little danger in saying that. So I'm, I would say you have to be, uh, you have to qualify that a little bit. Like, you know, like I watched a saint movie and that was a beautiful prayer for me. Look, okay, it was good because it helped you reflect on this person's life and maybe made you want to emulate them, but wasn't really praying when you were watching that movie. It wasn't really praying. So, you know, there can be things that help us draw, draw us to prayer, bring us to prayer, but we also want to be careful that we, like, I don't just watch things and that's how I pray, or I don't... Um, like I went fishing and it was a beautiful moment of prayer. Like, okay, did that, did you talk to God when you were fishing or were you just like, I was hauling the fish. I was just so glad that God blessed me with all these fish. Like there has to be like, you can be in the same room with somebody and not interact with them and still be in the same room. Or you can be in the same room and interact with them and talk to them and have a conversation with them. It, it's like if you go to a restaurant and there's people across the aisle from you that are eating at their table and you're eating at your table, you wouldn't say, oh, I went to the restaurant with so-and-so and we had a great time. Like, it was it was great. Like, if you weren't talking to them and they weren't talking to you, that's not, you're not hanging out with them. Sorry. <laughs> you know, so sometimes we have to get that right in our minds of like, what what's what are we doing here? We're, we're communicating with God on some point. But in terms of what that's going to look like, yes, there's tons of different ways. And I think we need to try different things uh, to help us maybe find what works for us. And, and that'll shift over time, too. Like sometimes you need something more tangible, like uh, some scripture to read or a book to read or a rosary to pray or adoration or something like that. Other times you might just not need those tools or those things that will get you to prayer. And you might just be on something in your heart that just kind of flows out and you're just speaking to God from the heart. So it's going to depend. Uh, but again, I think 
giving ourselves permission to try different things is good. Um, you mentioned also, I think you men- mentioned or at least alluded to different spiritualities. So in the tradition of the church, there are different spiritualities or charisms even, that sort of thing. Um, that's sort of like the next level up, I would say. Like, There's like different religious orders, for instance, like, um, you know, uh, people, the priests will talk about, I, I'm a diocesan priest, so I have a diocesan priest spirituality. What does that really mean? I'm a, I'm a Benedictine, so I have a Benedictine spirituality. I'm a handmaid, I have a handmaid spirituality. So what does that mean? I think it means different things for different people, but it kind of means that there's a certain rule of life that you follow or a certain way that you try to live your life to be in tune with God. So for me as a, as a diocesan priest, I would say part of the, my diocesan priesthood spirituality is to pray the breviary, which is required of me. It's to pray the Mass every day, which is something I'm supposed to do. Um, it's to celebrate the sacraments. It's to take a holy hour, um, try to pray the rosary every day. It doesn't always happen, but I try to do that. Um, there are certain sort of things that I do. Um, and then it's also part of, like, what does my life look like? I live in a parish. I'm available to my parishioners. I try to build relationships with them. So my spirituality is going to look different than a uh, a nun or a brother who's cloistered, who's like, they don't talk much during the day. They're mostly with God and prayer. They are praying for the church and on behalf of the church. So those two are, should look different. You wouldn't say a diocesan priest spirituality would work for... Um, a cloistered nun or a cloistered priest or brother or something like that. Um, likewise, a, a layperson is not going to be able to pray like a priest does or like a, a nun does because their life is just ordered differently. Um, so uh, I guess I'm kind of babbling on here, but depending on our life and where we are, there's going to be sort of different ways our spirituality should look. Um, and then also depending on what we feel called to, um, it's going to look a little different, but I think in general, if we're talking about prayer, we need to give ourselves permission to try different things, especially in the beginning. And then just, if it works, if something you find something that's f- fulfilling you, good. If, if not, um, maybe stick with something that's recommended to you or something like that. Uh, one of those base foundational things like scripture, rosary, whatever, uh, because sometimes we're not always going to have that feeling of like, this was awesome, this was a great time of spirituality, spiritual prayer, very in-depth. In it's just going to be kind of a, uh, you're going to have days where you're feeling very deep and emotional and strongly moved, and other days when it's kind of like, I didn't feel a thing, so, um, and that's okay. So, I don't, you feel like I'm touching on some answers there? Or? Yeah, 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 and I think, um, I mean, I think this whole, um, kind of concept is prayer something that you know one develops over time right yeah and as people change their you know hopefully kind of what you're saying like the depth of their prayer and spirituality will change yeah and so you know something that maybe works like really helps you enter into prayer right away eventually might not yeah um great example of that for my own self would be uh when I was younger, I had an affinity for praise and worship music. And I don't detest it now or anything. I mean, I, I think 
it still has it its appropriate place, but it doesn't get me so interested as it used to be. Uh, where when I was young, I was looking for that emotive sort of uh, wanted the music to help me to kind of express myself emotionally, maybe because I wasn't comfortable saying those words or whatever. So whether it was music or a talk or whatever, I was sometimes looking for that kind of to, to draw emotion out of me. And, and now more often than not, when I pray, I just want it to be quiet, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm looking for uh, a place to be alone with the Lord. So um, so those kind of little things, like you mentioned, are going to change as our as we develop in our prayer life. And it might look different for each one of us, What in the end, what really draws us to prayer so yeah yeah great yeah and you know i think uh yeah this is a this this will hopefully be good for people out there who are maybe trying to um kind of nail down some sort of prayer routine or also kind of kind of feel stuck Mm -hmm. a little bit yeah um and uh yeah, I think it's always good to have a reminder too. That's just like, yeah, you know, uh, the kind of consistency and faithfulness is really the most important part. Yeah. Um, that that yeah, because because God will always be there. God will always show up, but yeah. we don't always show up. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's that's probably exactly right. And you know, I think in this time, everybody's having to adjust their lives to what's going on in the world, and so we can feel a little lost at times. So it's just good to have that maybe a little reminder of, are you praying? Do you have a prayer life? You know, that should be something we all seek. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Father. Yeah, thank you. And uh, thank you all uh, for listening, and we will catch you next week.